Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, a guest-guided mapping expedition to the borders of human creativity. I'm John, and this is all my fault. I'm your co-host, Besha, and this is all my fault. <laughs> Wait, whose fault is it? I, I guess it's going to depend on, on what we're talking about. For me, I will actually say that this voice with which I'm talking is not my fault, but the fault of my... I mean, and, and uh, note that there's no judgment in this, but this is definitely my baby's fault. We... <laughs> We started a uh, a couple days a week nanny share, and he was there for all of three three days, and he came home with something, um, <laughs> and uh, it, I mean like it, it it yeah it knocked me flat, and I am I'm back up, but I have now been gifted a uh, a cough and a very runny nose. And, um, all and kinds of flavors voice. of phlegm and everything. Yeah, exactly. Just the, all, all of the various things that are running down the back of my throat are just, you know, Lovely. giving me new, new vocal powers. This is, this is going to be a, a very exciting episode. Uh, Besha, Lovely. how are you? Well, I will tell you that the two things that revolutionized my experience of having a cold was A, I take Benadryl every day now because I get hives. And I know the cold is a virus, but... The Benadryl really does seem to help. Fascinating. And two, uh, sleeping like propped up on a couple of pillows so that all of that crap is not just sitting in the same place overnight. Oh. It made a huge difference. That's a... That's a... Like, I guess they make wedge pillows for sleep apnea, and I'm seriously considering getting one just for the next time I have a cold. No, that's fuck. That's brilliant. We mm. I feel like we have enough pillows lying around that I should I yeah. might give that a shot. I got like one under my back and then another one on top of that that goes under my head and just huh. wow, we are old. <laughs> <laughs> this just means that we are we're perfecting technologies. Um, and you know what? Actually, yeah, I think I think now is probably the best time to bring forth our guest. Uh, please welcome to the podcast, my excellent pal Mike. Hey, how's it going? Be old with us. <laughs> Mike might be um, might be uh, made known to our listeners as the uh, as the husband of Diamond, who you may have heard on previous episodes, and is a maker of video games. Yeah, Diamond's so special to me. I guess I'll leave with that, yeah. Um, <laughs> I married her, and she's great. Uh, but yeah, I make video games. Hey, uh, I run my own company. I'm a bona fide CEO, and I mostly make MOBA games, like a whole bunch of silly stuff. Hell yes. <laughs> Way to be. I mean, you know, fucking... Yes, I love it. I love all of this. I um, I love I love all of this except for the snot that's happening right now. But none of that can be attributed to you, Mike. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed that you're going through, man. It's uh, it's your voice sounds so um, awesome. <laughs> this is this is uh, maybe maybe I'll just have to you know uh, apply a filter um, to all future episodes that matches this effect. I mean, I'm enjoying it. I it's uh, it's very soothing to me right now. I'm kind of I'm in the same like yeah, that's nice. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, do you also have something that happened to you that was. Um, you know, like like with all of us, just sort of proof of the the ever continuing decay of our bodies. <laughs> no kidding, right? Age gets us. Yeah, I was I was uh, doing this thing that I call cannonballing, which is. <laughs> 
Which is sorry, uh, that's a, that's a great preface, right? Right. Which is bicycling as hard as I possibly can down a major thoroughfare, and so I was going about thirty-five <laughs> down Sunset, and then I um, I kind of broke myself and gave myself a hernia. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I was I just got the surgery a couple of weeks ago and I'm 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 just starting to ride my bike again. It's uh yeah, it was nuts. Don't recommend it. Awesome. Noted. I generally avoid anything that sounds like a cannonball or like a you know, anything named after like a war hero. Yeah, that's it's not my a good idea. It's usually a little bit um, uh, dangerous if it's if it's named after um, some sort of war hero, right? Or, yep. uh, or 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 ammunition of some kind, right? Um, yeah, right. not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. But is it perhaps time we clued our listeners in as to what is going on? What is going on? Well, here's what's happening. Over a decade, I built up an unedited archive of ideas, 800-some strong, and still growing. And now my friends get to dig through it to see if there's anything interesting, funny, or potentially lucrative in there. If you hear one and you agree it's good, take it and run. I just want credit. And I want to cut. Whether or not you think it's good, honestly, if you run with it, I want to cut. <laughs> True. True. Mike, what what is the first thing that you found in the archive? Well, it was it was crazy. Yeah, 800 plus. There's a lot of really good stuff in there. But I think <laughs> the first thing that really jumped out to me was a Mortal Kombat alarm clock. And let me, it's a product app. It can, uh, it's also just an app. It could also just be an app. Interesting. An app. So what is that? What is that? Tell, I, tell me. Well, we all remember the, that that Mortal Kombat techno song from back in the day. I want Mortal Kombat. Yes. Yes. Well, I believe it starts with the guy yelling, right? Mortal oh, you're Kombat! right. Yeah. Right. So that's so that's that. It's 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 an app that makes that as it's like that's your new alarm. So. Would that? How would that wake you up? Would you get like <laughs> rested and re- ready to? I don't know. Like r- like rip out someone's spinal cord. I I feel like if I were sleeping and I heard that being yelled and then the song started, I the odds of me jumping out of bed are. Non-zero, I feel like. Possibly injuring yourself. Let's Possibly. be real here. <laughs> <laughs> I know I but would. Yes. But yes, that that was basically the whole idea. Like, how, should, Why is there not an alarm clock that does this? How, um, would, you, and, how would you work and finish him? That That is a good question. I feel like that's for when your timer goes off. Yeah, I feel like you can hit snooze. Oh, hey, my laundry's up. Finish him. Oh, oh, that's the awesome sleep feature. Oh, I'm sorry, the snooze feature. The snooze feature. Wow. Yeah, I would buy that. Or that. It's, Take my money. Uh, yeah, it. It. Um. You know, you get it, and it takes over all of the other notification sounds. Um, <laughs> on your phone, and uh, and it's just it's it's a delightful surprise every time. Yeah, you receive I, I, a text or get a so call. When you're saying Mortal Kombat, it's a diverse universe. So I don't know if the listeners know. Um, when I went for Mortal Kombat one, it had I think eight characters, and then it went to two with what is it like fifty bajillion? And now we're on. I don't know if you if you played the mobile game recently. I don't know like ninety five percent of them. There's lots of characters. God, I can only imagine. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2 was kind of where me and my brother sort of topped out. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got to know those characters and their movesets 
pretty well. Yeah. That was, I, that was that was that was like peak fighting game for me. Um, I don't I don't think I ever achieved mastery at any any who, other fighting. Who was game. your character? Who was your character? My, mine was Raiden. Really? Yes. I don't hear that one too often. It's really? usually Scorpion, Sub Zero, because Scorpion's kind of like cheap in it. You know? Yeah. Right? Yeah, Raiden had that cool teleport. Yeah. That was Raiden that was, was good times. <laughs> Besha, did you play? Did you play Mortal Kombat back in the I day? I did not. Okay? Oh, I watched the movie. Oh. <gasps> What'd you think? Um, I really wanted to choke somebody. Or, sorry, not choke somebody. Break their neck with my thighs. Still working on it. <laughs> oh Fair. yeah. Oh man. No, I, it was a, it was a big one for me growing up because I was so I'm a huge metalhead, and Napalm Death was on the soundtrack. Who's one of my favorite <laughs> bands, and so it was one of those. Oh my god, they made a movie about video games about my favorite video game and Napalm Death is in it. Like I, I kind of. I lost my uh, I lost my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I only ever saw the movie maybe once. You I, should uh, go back and look at it again. It's it's movie uh, movie gold cinema. Um, uh, uh, yeah, cinema gold, man. I I believe this fully, and I can't wait to rediscover it. What is next on the list? So after you do a babyality or finish him. <laughs> I didn't like the segues. I'm sorry. What was you so so? Uh, the thing that jumped out to me was gentleman's school, um, and then the quote of it was, "I'm sorry." The, the notes was it offers credentials. I love it offers credentials and everything. <laughs> the, the everything part, I don't. I've... It's credentials and everything. Where where would it be? Like, where would it be located? What credentials do you get? Are you a bona fide gentleman after? I think that I think that yes, I think that if you complete the program, you become an accredited gentleman. They give you Ooh. okay. So here's here is the thing that I don't know if you're you're because we all went to some kind of college, right? Somewhat, yeah. I, I so mine wasn't accredited until I was in a, a junior year. Really? Right. Yeah. Thank you, DigiPen. Woo woo. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you graduated from college, they give you a they give you kind of like a big sort of what I would consider to be a, I guess a standard sized diploma. But my alma mater also gave us a wallet sized one that was laminated for some reason. Oh wow! Just in uh, case you needed to whip it out and be like, "Yo, <laughs> I did my time in Pittsburgh." Look. Yeah, you know, you you would just you'd flash it as you would an FBI badge. And just be like, pardon me, excuse me. I need to get the front of the line. College grad here. College grad. Thank you. Excuse me. Excuse me. But yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. But so, so, um, gentleman school. I feel like um, it w- would be a, a sort of thing where yes, you go through the program, and at the end of it, you get a diploma, like a sort of wallet-sized diploma, that functions also as your credentials. You are now a credentialed gentleman. You have learned the proper way to just. To you know, to be a dude in three-dimensional space. Wait, so this, what are the year some of the courses that you were thinking? Is it like wear a hat, wear a suit, know how to open up doors for people? I th- I think it would focus more on on behavior and outlook than it would on the actual clothes because I feel like clothes change sufficiently that like advice may not be current. I mean, says you. How many years you wait? Are you going to do it? Is it like a hundred years that you're thinking? <laughs> I don't know because suits look good for the last hundred years. So I don't know. I picked up 
Like, uh, the, th- the reason why this jumped out to me was there's, if you've heard of Brooks Brothers, they're um, uh, like old money suits, right? So mm-hmm. old money for the U.S. Um, and wearing cool boating shoes. Um, so that type of people. Um, uh, <laughs> they have, they actually publish a book about how to be a gentleman. And I gave it to, I give it to kids when they're turning, when they're starting to hit puberty. To have them nice. not be assholes. Does it work? So far, it seems like it. Um, I, I mean, I'm not their parent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the weird quote-unquote uncle that comes in and says, don't be an asshole, read this book. Uh, no, that's, that's – I mean, that's kind of the ideal – that's sort of your. I think that's the ideal position to be, to be dealing from, right? I mean, you're the, you're the crazy uncle who makes video games. Yeah, and I mean, who's who's the person that you should listen to, right? Like, no kidding, I can't tell you because I, I make video games. I am totally legit to kids. <laughs> that... like, like, oh, you do? I'm like, oh yeah. Let me tell you a thing or two, and they listen. It's really fun. <laughs> so that the power that you wield. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's a, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting crown the video game developers have to uh, somewhere. Yeah, that's it. That is incredible. I yes, yes. And so yeah, I mean you know I think it might be a combination of, of that cred plus maybe the book is like what, have you perused? I mean you must. Can have I? This. Yes. Sorry, you're yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I was also going to bust in and say I have read many articles on artofmanliness.com uh-huh. and been generally oh, pretty one, impressed I read through with that it. entire thing. It is very like, you know, it, there's style and relationship stuff and like mm-hmm, fitness mm-hmm. things. And like they generally have a pretty good outlook as far as I can tell. They're not shitty. And nice. they really focus on like, oh, what's that? You want to meet some ladies? Let's uh, get you to be a person that people want to interact with. I mean, and that's what it is. The the the, the, the very first sentence inside of the book with um, with the Brooks Brothers is, mm-hmm. "What what is a gentleman? A gentleman is someone that ladies are okay with." I mean, I'm paraphrasing; <laughs> it's terrible, but it's basically if you weren't a gentleman and if you and if ladies weren't around, we would probably just kill her, like kill each other, right? And just throw <laughs> magnum states, and so. Um, this is for us to have proper decorum when interacting with the opposite sex. Um, at least that was that book, right, of that time. I think it was originally made in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Believe it. Right? So, yeah, no, how fun, Besha, right? <laughs> I love it. I, I have actually a really intense fascination with um, how-tos and... Uh, like vintage etiquette books and like how to... What time period are you into? What time period? I mean, anything. Um, I really, like I have some vintage Emily Post that I love, um, especially because I learned that you always introduce the person you know less well to the person you know more well, which means that everyone except your head of state is introduced to your mother. Ha! The only person that you introduce your mother to is the president. You say, Mr. President, I'd like you to meet my mother. 
which actually like I find myself doing not not the president part uh, but but, but it, <laughs> are you best like I didn't realize you 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 know the president so yeah well I, I try to keep it on the DL because it's a little weird uh, <laughs> right. but I, I'm I like I love the fact that etiquette books at their core are and at their best are about making everyone feel more comfortable that's what it is. Like giving you a framework to go on. And as somebody with like intense social awkwardness and anxiety, this especially appeals to me, like knowing what to do so that you don't have to worry about it and right. you won't weird other people out. I think it's lost in today's society as an old man kind of coming into this. I don't know what <laughs> happened, but um, since uh, I think since the late nineties, early two thousands, um, if not earlier, it's, I don't think we teach this so much anymore, and I think I think it's something that people should think about. And like, how do you be a nice person? How do you, how do you be a gentleman? What mm-hmm. is that? And then you know, so that was something I really I really wish kids today. If you're listening, kids today, <laughs> as I shake my fist at the sky, at you, I'm like, you, you should you should listen to these things of us old people and go 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 read some gentleman school stuff. So yes, <laughs> doff your cap, open the door for people who need it, and oh. uh, introduce everyone to your mother. What one last thing? I think I think the credential should also come with a medallion because medallions are cool. Oh yeah, <gasps> I agree. Or possibly right? an enamel pin, or both. Oh, both. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, both. <laughs> oh no, it says you get an enamel pin after one year of service. Oh, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, right? So there's incentives. The further uh, on you get, maybe you get a watch. I love it. Five. <laughs> a watch, a tie clip. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, me too, man. This is great. What? I can't wait to find out what you found next. Yeah, I know, right? So then after, so after you go to a gentleman's school, what happens like with, uh, with so I, I ran into the Hulk style guide. And so do you Hulk out of your gentleman clothes? <laughs> right? Do you do you guys I don't remember here's the problem now is that I don't remember when exactly this happened but it was I want to say somewhere in the around maybe 2009 or 10 um when just like a, a whole bunch of different Hulk accounts started where it was like on Twitter film yeah on Twitter it was like film crit Hulk and feminist uh, Hulk yes those are the only two that I can recall but um the problem was that they they didn't do the Hulk voice quite right, and the, the the dumb thing is that I myself don't even know quite exactly what Hulk voice sounds like, but I can tell when it's done wrong. Oh, so this is a, like a brand guide for how to speak like the Hulk. Yes, it's uh, yes, exactly. It's your it's your strunk and white for the um, well for, for the, the for the gamma irradiated. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So so. I imagine I so I've worked on um, uh, what universe is Hulk in? They're Marvel, yes. Yeah? So that's mm-hmm. Disney. Fifty bucks, I got one of those. Like, so if you're licensed, <laughs> oh yeah, right. I think I imagine they have that. But yeah, getting into the Marvel universe, woo! That's a uh, that's a big complicated thing. I I I do wonder now. I mean, because yeah, the huh. What are those style guides like? 
Oh yeah, so usually, oh well, I can tell you. So, <laughs> so hey, I make video games and do that stuff, and so we've worked on superhero stuff, um, uh, not necessarily Marvel, but DC and a few others. Um, and usually they give you a big PDF, some video, some do's and don'ts. Um, huh. I have, and usually when they're doing VO, you have to bring in one of their producers. Who come in and audit usually the VO session to get you set off on the right direction? Fascinating, right? Yeah, no, it's like, but I'm also fascinated where I kind of want to have just a, um, a a magazine called Hulk Style Guide for like really buff dudes, and just, <laughs> right? That that have it a little bit torn. So maybe they're just like torn torn shorts that are a little bit too short. <laughs> Tiny purple shorts. Everyone. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's like uh, what, what, uh, um, uh, short shorts for for dudes. The Hulk style guy. I love it. But see, see, now I'm thinking about style guides, and that's the same kind of thing as etiquette books. I love something that tells me the way to do something. I think I think it's because we're from the U.S. and we like we're a rule based society. <laughs> uh, go, go, go figure. Um, and so we like rules. We like simple rules for us to ascertain. What we do in life, um, yeah. comparatively to other places in the world. But we won't get into that. That's a weird dovetail. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, subtitle of the podcast. <laughs> I like it. I take that. I, I, I buy that. Excellent. What is next on the list? Yeah, so, so I'm going through, and this one thing stuck out to me. Um, because I think it was more about the notes. Um, so New Year's two, it's a party and combo with Sugar Shock. Oh. I don't know it. Can you explain what Sugar Shock is? Yes. Oh, no. uh, that was the name that me and a friend of mine gave to the set of um, the set of candy based boozes that I uh, developed with my friend Felicia. Oh, um, after Shock. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like. Like a whole bunch of them like that, right? Where they rot your teeth. Oh, completely. I mean, because literally it's I, – I would, I would take candy and just dissolve it into booze. And we we figured out some really, really excellent combinations uh, for – Example. Uh, purple nerds and gin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Pink uh, pink nerds also work in gin as well. Um, purple yeah. is I, – I, I think purple is better. Um, did, did you ever try Skittlebrow? Like uh, uh, the the silly uh, beer that Homer invented <laughs> um, in The Simpsons? We tried it back in the day. It does not taste good. I, I, I can well imagine it. Lone Brow, Lone Brow and Skittles. That's oh. disgusting. I mean, yeah, yeah it sorry. was. It was not good. We tasted the rainbow, and the rainbow was nasty. <laughs> well, what's funny is that Skittle vodka was what started the whole thing for me. You know, no. um, where yeah, because you you know you separate out all of the colors, and then you um, the, the thing about Skittle vodka though is that after you've dissolved the Skittles, there's still some particulate left. So what you want to do is strain it through cheesecloth, um, and uh, it actually gets clogged up fairly quickly. So there's kind of a lot. It's it's fairly labor intensive, which is. Wait, question: Was this pre? Was this pre like Google? Um, and so you had to figure this out all on your own, or did you have an aide to help you in this? I had. I mean, I saw it on the internet somewhere, uh-huh. um, and so uh, yeah, I think that there was a tutorial of some sort. They, for some reason, advised straining it through it t-shirt, which I, I mean, I didn't, I guess I'm, I must not have had a shirt handy, but I thought cheesecloth ought to work, and it did, um, but, yeah, I, my, 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 my initial thought was to try, um, 
a coffee filter, but that took a thousand years. So, um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I used to do infused vodka through that, and it was uh, like pulling teeth. Wow, you yeah. two are very inventive with the liquors. I just bought them and drank them. <laughs> it was a thing. <laughs> It yeah. was fun. Yeah. It was I a lot of fun. I should have hung out with you two. You sound like a whole bunch of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, New Year's 2 was, I think it was meant to be held in June. Uh, and it was it was to mark the midpoint of the year. And it was basically like an excuse to just have another New Year's party. Dude. Dude. Idea as you were talking that. What if you put it on a leap year on, you know, on the at the end of February? Oh. That would make it epic. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Because nothing you do on leap day counts. Exactly. Mm-hmm. New Year's 2. It's a, it's, it's a New Year's into a different dimension. Oh, I love it. Yay. See you all in four years. Like, that, that kind of, oh, that is some crazy yeah. energy. I think we may have to do that. I'll, I'll come to San Francisco whenever we're going to do that. Is, wait, are we going to leap here? I don't know. They come every four years, right? Yeah, 16 and 20. They're actually uh, presidential election years. They they coincide with election years. Well, that's easy. Uh, Well, we'll see. Depending. (laughs) Are we going to have a king? Are we allowed to have elections? (laughs) Who knows? Funny humor. Let this podcast stand as a a, a time capsule (laughs) of our national nightmare. Um, Do you remember when that was just a joke about the that Onion article the, in the... Yep, yeah, exactly, yep. At, at the yep. beginning of the Bush administration, that was our long national nightmare of peace and prosperity is finally over. Yeah. I mean, we need a crisis, right? Yep. But, you know... I, yep. I, I didn't a joke then. That was a joke. Not like this. How young we were. Not like this. <laughs> uh, where were we? Perhaps... New Year's 2 on a leap year. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yes. Well, I, I, I think that that was all of the idea that I had. Uh, the, making it a leap year party is brilliant, honestly. Yeah. A stroke of inspiration, yeah. I would say. I think that'll be fun. Maybe maybe we do it with our buddies that we know um, that are nerds that like to do things like oh. this. Oh. Well, so many of us have kids now. Bring them. What's, the, oh, what's wrong with that? We have a daytime party. Yeah, right? It's like New that? Year's too. So, oh, oh, oh my God. Oh, okay, okay, we got to riff on this. So, uh, when I was living in London, right, I, I used to bike by in the morning. There is an after hours club that would start at like 7 a.m. and start going and just like Oof. bumping. It was underneath King's Cross. Oh, lovely. Like a, uh, in a, uh, um, um, in an archway, right? And so I'm like, oh, oh, how fun would it be? So New Year's too, to make it even fun, like even better. I was going to say funner. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> You, you put it in the morning, right? So it's like we get up, have coffee, go over there with the kids, hang out, have a good time. New Year's too, woo! I mean, <laughs> you might as well. well we, it's, Maybe I'll hire a whole bunch of babysitters, right? Uh, or we have one babysitter, we have a kid's pen, and we put them in, you can visit them when you want. Well, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we, we, we do like a maybe a three to five mix of babysitters to kids. We'll, 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 you know. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Oh man! I was I at a wedding parties. this summer that had an excellent baby baby corral. 
What was it? What was it? Just, it was just they, they had all kinds of fun stuff for them to do, and there were bubbles, and there were activities, and then there were cartoons, and there was a special dinner just for them to keep them out of the tent where the grown-ups were. And I was just Smart. really impressed at the thought that went into that. That is. Did they have a chaperone? Yeah. That was a clown. No, there were no clowns. <laughs> It's probably a good thing. Yeah. That's usually where, where kids Where the get trauma the comes from, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Amazing. Do we have time for one more? I believe we might be on idea number five. Yeah, I, 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 we're on the last one of my list. Incredible. I'm psychic. Right. Well, yeah, I know. So, um, so this one stood out to me. So me making the games, I looked at this and went, oh, a game just jumped out to me. Global warming ice melt game where you have to defend cities. Oh, oh my. Okay, okay. It's a. So what were you thinking? What were you thinking? It's a board game. And it is... Um, it, it it basically is sort of like a, a plastic tray um, that is sort of like that's got indentations <laughs> in it, and it's you know like that are sort of like the oceans and the and the you know and the various continents, and um, and there's a spot in the in the like one of the corners where you put ice cubes, like actual ice cubes you get out of your freezer, and as the ice cubes melt, they start to fill the oceans up, and then. Um, you know, like everybody maybe controls a continent or a country or whatnot, and as your cities start to get swallowed by the rising sea, you, I don't know. Like it's it's it's, it's like a tactics game or trade like Can I add a few stuff. things to it? Please do. There was so what I was thinking was maybe you drift off of the legacy game, so Risk Legacy, and I don't know if the if the uh, listeners aren't familiar. Um, there's these legacy-style games that come out where the board gets modified indefinitely. So you put stickers on the board, oh. you tear cards, and so it's like a done deal. So it changes the game. How fun would it be if the ice, when it melted, it ruined the board underneath it? <laughs> so you, you do some gameplay to it where there's like something underneath that gets like some gameplay variable that gets dissolved if ice starts melting on it too much. Oh, my God. I'm into it. Um, like uh, like like in those old school paint with water books where um you know if you just you just get it wet and it's sort of like right something like that um i oh god i can see it oh you should put paint underneath and it starts dripping so maybe put like can, like uh, i always get uh, like channels i just say candles <laughs> words today are difficult put channels in there they go and like they hit other things around the board so the more water that gets created ooh that could be fun uh, th the one thing about this game is that I think that there needed to be two versions. Um, there's mm -hmm. one version for people who have like the regular ice cubes um, that you know, like that that's sort of like in the tray that you fill up uh, mm -hmm. under the sink and you put in the freezer. And there's another mm -hmm. another game for the people who have the the um, the fridge that makes its own ice cubes that are sort of like those weird little half moons. Mm. Interesting. So you ship like so there would be an apparatus. So you have to three D print something that's plastic. I would. Also also recommend putting a uh, creating your own ice tray so oh, yeah. you can right so you give them like a silicone one or a plastic one where you're able to have like a die or whatever right and so you're able to make your pieces good lord and that way you get interestingly shaped ice cubes no matter what yeah. and they're all you consistent for gameplay play style uh, yeah, yeah there you go you could oh you man could shape them like notable glaciers Oh, is that the game? Is that the game name? Notable Glaciers. 
<laughs> oh man, I'm writing that down. That that's actually really funny. Um, notable glacier. <laughs> um, if I make if I make this game, um, yeah, we gotta. We, this would be real fun. So what cities would go under first? Oh, so like so Los Angeles would be a low value, and always Denver is always a high value, right? Just like every Stephen King book. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's the one. <laughs> That's uh, ah, bad humor. That's the one part that I don't that, that I didn't I didn't really work out was sort of the, what the actual gameplay consists of, um, but you know that's something that can be workshopped. All right, so here, like, I got it, I got it. So basically, you have a world map, uh-huh. right? Um, you have a die where there's multiple different places where the ice can melt, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so you have, uh, so think of it like risk. I'm just riffing on it right now. It just came to me. So I did not write this down. Um, so you have different cities that are around the world, right? And you get gain possession of said cities, and you roll a die of where the ice is going to be, and there's multiple different spots that it could be for that game. And so... Depend and so we we would make the map uh, so it'd be um, have three D to it so it would have uh, uh, channels for water to go down to ruin other locations a lot faster than more premium locations. Oh, interesting. Oh, my, that could be real neat. My conception of it was that the ice cubes would sit. You know, like uh, at, at, much like you said, like you know, it, it's 3D printed. Um, there's mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely contours to it, but you don't get to determine where the ice goes because the ice is effectively a timer for the game. So it's sort of like the ice, you know, sits in one spot and it just it's does like what trouble. it does. And okay. you just have to, you know, you have to do all of your scheming, you know, like... Oh, dude, I got it. So you put it in the middle, and then the one, the guys that you have, the lower value cities, they get ruined first. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. So it sort of, it becomes like, well, like how do you, like, where, where does the, where does the, where's the struggle in the game? Like, do the, mm-hmm. do the people who are most threatened get some kind of higher tactical, like, I, yeah, the, there's, uh, I... I think the net, net of it is everyone dies. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then it's like maybe someone survives, but they die eventually. Yay, global global warming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the idea is to maybe, um, is to be the last civilization standing and, you know, maybe... Uh, you you get to launch a rocket. I was thinking the opposite. You go underground and turn into Morlock. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know that maybe maybe both of those could be a, could be a, a, a path you could choose, and we'll just sort of see what happens. Oh, maybe you have to roll a dice. Maybe it's a roll the dice, right? So it's like kind of at the end, you're like, ooh, what am I gonna get? <laughs> Are we more? Oh it's shit! I got Morlock after. again. <laughs> How many times have I been Morlocks? No. <laughs> I'm sold. Excellent. Do, 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 do. Well, folks, I think it might be time for one of us to give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Mike, do you have any ideas of your own? Yeah, of course I do. I'm Mike. Fuck yes. That sounds Hell so yes. harsh. I was, I was sitting there. I was bouncing. No kidding. I was bouncing. Can't wait to tell you. I got a recommendation. Lay it on us. I can't wait. Do it. All right. All right. So, so when traveling to Beijing, make sure when you go to the Great Wall, go to Mu Tianyu, right? Remember, Mu Tianyu audience, and take the slide down. Oh, my God. There's a slide from the top of the Great Wall to the bottom of it that's like five minutes long hauling ass. 
And then you eat Subway sandwiches at the end. I, I wish can't you could see my this face. This is a real recommendation or just an idea. And I don't care. No, no, this is legit. So I, so I, uh, when I, when I lived out there, I would bring, so I go there probably about once a quarter. Mm -hmm. And so I went out there quite a bit. And so I had this system where you go take the gondola up, you go walk around the top, and then you get to the slide. And people are like, what is this? I'm like, I know. Just jam on it. It is not safe. You got to be real careful, but haul ass and try not to fall off the side. And by the end, they're like, oh, my God, that was the most amazing thing. I'm like, now you're ready to blow your mind? And then we go walk around the corner, and there's a subway, like, literally in the Great Wall. <laughs> So I don't know if it's a terrible recommendation, maybe. No, that's fantastic. It's that is amazing, and I, I just there is no part of that that I don't love. Oh. That is so good. I've got a related terrible recommendation, but it is a much smaller ooh, ooh. scale. Oh, um, bring it! It is the secret slides in the Castro. They are off <gasps> of either I mean, Douglas or Diamond. The Seward Street Slides? Really? Seward Street Slides, yes. They're like two stories high. They are totally concrete. They're double-barreled, I think. And um, if you take wax paper, you can go way faster. You, like, go down a couple of times on wax paper, and then it's nice and greased, and there's always cardboard lying around for you to use. Yeah. And you can, like, shoot out the end of it, like, 15 feet. Like, I am I'm writing it down, so if you hear clicking... Yeah. Um, this is this is in San Francisco. It is. Yeah. It is. I sprained it my is. ankle so I'm doing going, this. I'm going to San Francisco for GDC in four weeks, so I am 100% doing this. I'll take pictures and Seward stuff. Street slides, and uh, you're not supposed to be an unaccompanied adult there, so you know, pick a time when you're not going to inconvenience a child. All right, four a.m. Exactly. <laughs> that is the best time to do it. Yeah, After yeah, a couple slides, of years. Creepy slides. <laughs> Slide down some slides, Thank fight you. a raccoon. Yep. Outstanding. Uh, perhaps it is now time for us to tell everybody where we can be found on the internet. Yeah. Uh, for me, this is easy. Thanks to my friend Jen, who is Jennifer Marie on Twitter, you can find links to my Twitter, Instagram, and highly entertaining newsletter all in one place at flavor.country. Go there now. You can find me on Twitter as Besha, B-E-S-H-A. And uh, please give me a shout out. Know that, let me know that you found me through the podcast. And you can find me at BuiltGames.com, or if you look up Mike Doom, D-O-O-M, like Dr. Doom. Yep, it's fun. <laughs> uh, John, speaking of your newsletter, that Patricia Lockwood article. Oh, my God. What the fuck? It's, it's amazing. Jesus. She's, she's like a wizard. She is. And I knew that, but I had not read that, and I just... Yeah, it's madness. Yeah, the internet has infected our brains. <laughs> and that was kind of the takeaway. It is. It is the unavoidable takeaway for sure. For sure. <laughs> well, if the internet uh, hasn't infected your brain completely, go ahead and subscribe to this show by searching "Idea Factory Giveaway" in your podcast app of choice, and let John know at the aforementioned uh, Flavor Country, and let him know if it doesn't pop up. If you are already there, go ahead and leave us a five star rating and/or a nice review. It would help us out a lot. If you've already done that, why not tell a friend? Tell several. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. And I want to cut. Do-do, do-do, do-do.